Hope you're ready because it's time for Video Game Rewind. Oh yeah. And now, here's your hosts, Tim and Jacob. Try not to make a fool of yourselves. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to a brand new episode of Video Game Rewind, where we go back in time to review our favorite older games. Of course, I am one of your hosts, Tim Nidell. Please follow me on Instagram and Twitter. It's at Saturday Rewind. And I am Jacob, the other host, and you can find me pretty much anywhere at Indiana Ruble, R-U-B-L-E. And we got somebody else with us, don't we, Tim? We sure do. Speak up a little bit. I'm the secret special third host. It's me, Gary. <laughs> and Gary uh, from is the right cartoon is. talk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for those of you who are unfamiliar with Video Game Rewind, like I said, we talk about our favorite retro games. And at the end of every, every one of these episodes, we pick the next game we're going to talk about in the next episode. So we picked, last time we picked, I forget what we picked. What did we pick last time, Jacob? <laughs> you put me on the spot for this. <laughs> I like that. Last time we picked, we pick, I picked Strider for the NES, and you picked Mickey Mouse Capade for the NES, I believe. That is correct. That's right. So, Jacob, I'm going to have Yo. you go first yet again. Let's talk a little bit about Strider, your pick. Strider. All right. Yes, so Strider, I, I chose this basically because uh, it was a game that I went to a lot as a kid. I know people have kind of mixed feelings about it, whether or not they liked it or not. I loved this game. Uh, did either one of you guys play this at all? I know it doesn't look familiar at all for me. No. Sweet. That's yeah, what I wanted yeah. to hear. But before we do that, <laughs> I, I want to play a little bit of the uh, beginning music, which I like to do yeah. to get us all in the yes. mood. So here it is. It's really spastic, isn't it? Spastic's another word for amazing, sure. <laughs> Strider, it's an action-adventure game. What's cool, though, is it kind of has some RPG elements to it. So, like I said, this game kept pulling me back, and I think one of the reasons it really did was because of the box art, because it looked amazing. Did you guys look at the box art at this for this at all? Yeah, it's super cool. Yeah. And In fact, I remember seeing this cartridge a lot as a kid, but I never... I don't think I ever played it. Mm. And you never you never had the pleasure either, Tim? I sure haven't, no. You know, a lot of these side-scroller shoot-em-ups or, or beat-em-ups, I didn't play a ton of them except for the, the real, you know, high-up classic, classic ones. Mm-hmm. Well, this one was really good. I, I, I really enjoyed playing it. It's so it was first... Strider was actually first introduced to us in arcade form by Capcom in 1989. It was more of like a, a hack-and-slash platformer then... And for some reason, when they re-released it on the NES in the same year, it was like a completely different game, which is really weird because typically they're going to go with what they had in the arcade. But for yeah. whatever reason, they changed a lot of elements of this game, which I'm not mad about because I love Strider growing up and had I didn't even have any idea about the arcade game until years later. So I could care less that they changed it. But they did keep some of the same elements as the original uh, games such as the name of the game, the main character, um, the unit, uh, just stuff like that. So basically, to give you a little bit of info on like what the game is, since you guys really haven't played it, is Strider. It's set in a dystopian future. It's so it's supposed to be the year 2048, 
and you control uh, the hero who's basically. So I'm going to totally mess up his name, uh, but none of no one's going to know unless we have a lot of people who are listening that are. Yeah, they're going to know. So, uh, <laughs> Hi, Hi, you Let's see. You guys tell me. It's H I R Y U. How would you say that? I don't know. Haru. Haru. That's his name. That's what there I said go. first. So yeah. I'm glad you caught it. Yep. That's what I said. So it's it's Haru. That's what we're going to say. Uh, and he's the youngest ever member of an elite ninja-like unit of operatives named Striders. Nice. Um, yeah. It's. I mean, it's a pretty rad name to start with. Like, you're a Strider. Like, that's pretty awesome. Uh-huh. Obviously, when I was a kid, I thought his name was Strider. So <laughs> That makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. Here's what's really crazy about this game, because I think that we forget how good of writers video games had back in the day. We don't talk about it a lot. We don't talk about like what cool stories there were in a lot of video games, because there there wasn't a ton, but there yeah. were a few. And game writers now, they're praised, and rightfully so, because we get amazing games, like Gone Home is an amazing game. Um, it had a great storytelling mechanic um, in Journey. I don't know if you guys played that, but Journey was great. It was a visual story. Really, really great storytelling with those games. But back in the day, there were some games that had some great writers too. And unfortunately, they just they didn't really have the hardware to back up the story or the software or whatever to back the story up. So they kind of got lost in history. And this is one of those games that I think has a really cool story. So the story of it is you're a Strider and one of your own. So another Strider has been kidnapped. And basically, so you're thinking, okay, I'm just going to go. I'm going to save Kane because that's that's your dude who got kidnapped. His name's Kane. You're like, I could do that. No big deal. But then the second command director, Matic, he tells you that you have to kill Kane once you retrieve him. That's like how the game starts. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. like, hey, hey, your best friend. Yeah, uh, he's been kidnapped. I need you to go get him. You're like, yeah, I can do that. And he's like, okay, then kill him. Right. Uh, <laughs> wait, what? I'm not going to do that. <laughs> and that's basically what you say. You're like. I don't think I can do that, but I'm going to save him first. Uh-huh. So, and obviously you're successful in your attempt if you play through the game uh, to save Kane. And you get a recording that tells you of a suspected criminal plot. So then you get some help from another Strider named Sheena. And you make your way uh, to get to the bottom of this plot and face off. And you don't basically, so basically what, what happens is you try to get to the bottom of what's going on and you don't care who's on top. Turns out the guy at the top, Matic. Yeah, that's right, guys. Plot twist. <laughs> Wait a Your minute. Boss, <laughs> your boss is the bad guy. No. Way. But that never happens. No. That never happens. Uh, so, yeah, you 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 basically, uh, you track this dirt bag down, you know, to the space station. You face off with him. An epic battle ensues. You're the last man standing. Obviously, the Striders want you back because you're one bad dude. And, but they're like, dude, come back. And you're like, nah, son, I'm going to retire. I've seen enough of this. So after the credits roll, it shows you throwing your weapon down and you're walking away into the sunset. So, yeah, pretty amazing, guys. Now, have you ever beaten the game? <laughs> no. So, uh, <laughs> no, I have not. <laughs> so I didn't realize how awesome the writing was until exactly, exactly. later hilarious. in life. It's almost... And that's the, but that's what's so sad about these games is because yeah. like they have such amazing writing and you don't even know. Yeah, I mean, even as a kid, even if you beat the game, you don't know what the story is about most of the time, you know? No, you really don't. And that I mean, that's the thing is think about the hours 
and that people spit and poured <laughs> over some of these games. And I think that's why we get a lot of games that just had crappy storylines because they're like, yeah, that's who so cares? True. We need to do an episode where we just talk about an assortment of video games that had the most asinine storylines that we could ever think of that we never knew were the storylines because who really cared back in the NES days what the storyline was? You know what I mean? Uh, yes, that sounds basically amazing, and I don't know why we <laughs> haven't done it yet. Yeah, let's do that sometime soon. Yeah, write it down, because we will both forget, because I know us. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, so kind of pulling away from the story a little bit and talking about the actual gameplay. So we listened to a little bit of the audio, and I know a lot of people did not like that. I'm going to be honest with you, though. That really pulled me in as a kid. I mean, with because it sounds like some of the backup music in it is like explosions and gunshots. It just sounded really cool. Yeah, and, it, sounded, it sounded a little and, crazy to me. Yeah, I mean, but I don't know. I was a crazy little kid, That's so true. I was just like, "Yes, totally. This this game is metal. Let's do this." <laughs> well, whenever you said that this game was made by Capcom, it all made sense because that sounded so much like a Mega Man soundtrack. Mm. Yeah, that's true. Tim, play it one more time if you could. All right, here we go. We need to track down somebody who used to create the music for these games. And have oh, the dude, yeah, I've got be... the guy. I've got the guy that we need to talk to. If we're going to do that, then, yeah, there's <laughs> David Wise is who we need to oh, talk yeah. to. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Do it. That is your goal, then. That is your goal for the next few months. <laughs> <sighs> I accept the challenge. <laughs> he's, I he's, he's by far one of my favorite video game composers. I want to know what it's was amazing. involved in creating something unique. You know what I mean? Because every game had to be unique, and yet every game, you didn't have many tools to play with back then to make it unique. Right. Well, right. Well, I mean, exactly. And the thing is, is that, and we, you know, we've talked about David Wise before, but he, I mean, he's still making amazing, amazing stuff. I don't want to rehash stuff that we've talked about in previous yeah. uh, episodes or anything, so we won't get into it. But yeah, let's, I, I'm going to try to get him. I will reach out to him and see if, uh, yeah, if we can get an interview. That'd be so cool. Dude, that'd be awesome. I think, I think every single time I've been <laughs> on the show, I brought him up. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I know that. <laughs> I think that whenever me and you did the uh, did the show with just the two of us, I believe we had like an in depth conversation about him. So it's he's come awesome. up more than anyone else. We need to go <laughs> ahead and have him just to kind of finish up, tie everything together with Strider, and move on to the next game. Um, you play so you, as you play through the level. I know you guys haven't played it, so I'll just try to explain it. So you play through each level, and you're using a cipher as your weapon, which is like a plasma blade. And it's totally awesome. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> as you swing it, it's making this awesome arc in front of you. And you're just just cutting dudes up. It's sweet. I mean, who doesn't want a plasma blade at all times? I want one. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. Right. So, um, and as you make your way through the game, you obtain discs. And the discs give you info and sometimes new abilities. So, that's kind of where the RPG elements come in. You can get different abilities um, whenever you do that. Um, so now the thing I never liked about this game, though, and again, I didn't play a ton of it, like, I didn't, as far as, like, I mean, I played, like, the first couple levels a lot, but then I didn't get past that, <laughs> but what I didn't like, and this is, this is weird, but, so when you beat the first level, you have to go back to the very beginning of the level, you have to, like, literally backtrack 
go all the way back where you started. So work your way backwards through the level again and jump off the screen to get back to your spaceship, the Blue Dragon. Hmm. I, I should I should clarify that I did watch some video of this game being played, and I was like, what wh- what's happening? It's it's right. even watching it, you're like, they don't know what they're doing. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And I think it makes like the most sense realistically, yeah. but it's kind of a pain sometimes. But going back to the RPG elements, I mean, you can eventually get a power-up that allows you to warp to the Blue Dragon, so that way you don't have to go all the way back through the level. Which, again, it's kind of like, hearing it, it's like, that's kind of a cool, you know, gameplay mechanic. Because it's like, that makes it, it almost makes it more realistic. Because if you beat a game, you know, it's like, you just give a peace sign to the uh, to the screen, and then you're moving on to the next yeah. next level. Well, yeah. with this, it's like no, you got to get back to your ship now. So go back where you were. Mm. So kind of kind of cool, but also a pain if you're actually playing it. And uh. um, another cool thing about the game is that you travel through these like elevator tubes, and yeah. they. So uh, yeah, watching the gameplay, I'm sure you've seen it. It's really cool, uh, and it's. I just always like the visual of seeing your character like flying through these tubes. Mm-hmm. And obviously we all thought by now we'd be using tubes anyways as a means of travel. So, I mean, let's forget about the Space Force and focus on tube tech, huh? That's all I'm saying. <laughs> That's all I'm throwing out there. I'm all for uh, it. <laughs> yes. I, so. I actually kept thinking of Sonic 2, I think, Chemical Plant Zone while yeah. watching uh, that. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Tubes were huge in the 80s and 90s. They sure were. Yeah, <laughs> let's bring them back, guys. I'm into it. <laughs> so again, I never beat the game, which is a bummer. Um, but it's one I'm putting on my list to play through. I really want to beat this game. I loved it, um, and whenever I was growing up and then doing the research for it, I I feel like I love it even more now. So if you guys should find a way to play this game and play Strider, it's a really cool game. Yeah, one thing that I'll say that was cracking me up was how the uh, text was written because it was very clearly from a broken English sort of standpoint. Yes. In the videos, yeah, and the thing is too is I don't know if you're listening to it, like listening to it, but it's funny because the the text like as it's reading across, I uh-huh. wish I'd have pulled up uh, a video to like hear it. It's just like that noise of the text just kind of flying across the screen as it's coming up is <laughs> uh, it's like etched into my brain forever. Right, and you could I could be on my deathbed and I would hear that and I'd be like somebody's playing Strider. <laughs> That is an oddly specific final thought, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right before I die, I'm going to go, who's playing Strider? <laughs> All right, so the game I chose last time was a little game that I I, I want to love, but I usually end up hating it. It's a Mickey Mouse capade <laughs> for the NES. You just said exactly how I feel about it. And that's, and that's why you're here, Gary, because we were chatting about it earlier, and you're like, I had the same exact thoughts and feelings that you did, Tim. <laughs> yep. Yeah, so this game was released in America October 1988 for the NES system, developed and published by Hudson Soft in Japan, released here in America by Capcom. So here we go, another Capcom game on this episode. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, starts off the game, you start off, you see um, a sign that says to Funhouse, and there's like an arrow pointing you know, to the right-hand side of the screen, and then you see a little happy, cheerful little Mickey Mouse come across the screen, surely followed by Minnie Mouse. And uh, she will never leave your side during their whole entire game. And I despise that about this game. <laughs> Dude, Minnie Mouse is on your tail the entire time. And it's like, it's copied. Whatever you do, she does. You jump, mm. she jump. You Why move. do you hate love? 
Yeah, I, I really, I really do. I really hate that love. But yeah, that is very annoying. At, at least if she gets hit by a bad guy, it doesn't affect you. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. At least that's not the case because I totally. I thought when I replayed it recently that, that that was the case. That's why I hated the game so much, because you had to worry about two characters at one time. Mm-hmm. But if she gets hit, you're fine. But the, So if she doesn't get hurt, what's the point of having her on the screen with you? I don't get it. Well, I'm just going to throw this out there. Correct me if I'm wrong, because I've, I've not really played this game. Uh, and spoilers for those that haven't beat the game... But I believe the purpose of the game is for Mickey to go find this other chick. So Minnie's probably like, I'm not letting you out of my sight, bro. It is. Like, if you're, go- you're going to another girl, <laughs> nah. That's why she's with him and she's mimicking his every move. Because <laughs> Minnie's just, yeah, she's just keeping her eye on her boy. That's all it is. Which is funny you mentioned that because you mentioned it in your review, how you never knew the storyline. I never knew it was an Alice in Wonderland storyline for this game. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I never knew that because I've never beaten it. Because to me, it was impossible as a kid to beat this game. And just yep. as of this past week, I figured out what the storyline was and I had no clue. <laughs> That's the best. I love this show. What, what about you, Gary? What did you, what did you remember from a kid? Uh, I ne- I never remember beating the second level as a kid. Yeah. But whenever I, uh, last year, I was doing some research and I played through it again. I finally made it to the third level, which was exciting. But <laughs> I, figured out then that it was about Alice in Wonderland and how many characters are present from that movie in this game. I think level three is about when you kind of see some similarities to Alice in Wonderland, like the flowers and everything, right? Yeah. Yeah, and I think the villain is maybe one of the caterpillars or something from Alice in Wonderland. Yeah. I, I forget. Funny thing is, in Japan, it was almost a totally different game. There was way more elements of Alice in Wonderland in this game in Japan. I don't know why they changed it, honestly. It's kind of weird, because even in Japan, you're, you it's she's like a prominent character, not a prominent character, but you know ahead of time that you're helping Alice in Wonderland. Like she's on the cover of the artwork and everything, and mm-hmm. in the trailers, I believe in the commercials over in Japan, you knew it was Alice, and they even took out some of the the villains that were supposed to be in the American version, but they took out for some reason, like the Cheshire, right. Cheshire Cat. They took out. Um, <laughs> Shame. <laughs> I know. Shame. And I'll even tell you worse, what, they replaced it, him with Witch Hazel, who's like... Yeah. <laughs> if they would have marketed that this is an Alice in Wonderland storyline, I probably would have played it when I was yeah. a kid, because I loved Alice in Wonderland. Not that I hated Mickey Mouse or anything, but it was just like, okay, yeah, I get it, Mickey Mouse. Right. But to me, it's like, uh, yeah, Alice in Wonderland is awesome. Yeah. So I totally would have played it a lot more. And honestly, as a kid, I remember thinking they're on a ship the entire time. Like the opening yeah. level, I thought it was a ship when I was a kid because the cover, their artwork, cover, yep. right, yeah, shows them on a ship. So for some reason, I just thought the entire game, except for the forest and the uh, ocean levels, were done on a ship. I never put. Mm-hmm. I, I know I could read. It says to Funhouse, but <laughs> maybe they're taking a ship to the Funhouse. I don't know. Yeah, I mean that's what it would imply, or that I mean it looks like a ship. The inside of the Funhouse does. does. So. It does. It's, it's confusing. And of course, the inside of the funhouse, you run into jumping chairs. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, snakes and these crazy cats that are running super fast and spiders that drop down. Even chandeliers right. that will randomly drop down on top of your head. And uh, at some point, you're given a weapon. You're given these like white stars that you shoot out and you mm-hmm. can kill those objects. But yet again, this is another Nintendo game 
where if you leave a room after killing all the bad guys and come back yep. in a half a second later, they're all back. So why even try to kill them? <laughs> We've had this discussion, fellas. I know. There's a time and a place for those types of games. That's <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes you need that. I, I've I done know, it a lot where I walk out of the room and then I come back because those guys are going to help me get something. No, yeah, not, but not in this no... game. Not in this game. Yeah, there's nothing for it. <laughs> nothing whatsoever. Okay. Well, other than the fact, this game's stupid. Other than the fact that if, if that didn't happen, this game would be five minutes long. Well, yeah. That's true, too. One of the things I remember most about this game was that it was a giveaway on episodes of Double Dare a lot. I've got a bunch of episodes <laughs> on tape. Somebody where... was mad. <laughs> yeah. I could have got Space Camp, but I got Mickey Mousecapade. <laughs> You're right. I hate my life. I hate you, Mark Summers. <laughs> the amount of times that man has had children curse his name is yeah. Mark Summers. <laughs> They, he's not he's not the host of the new show, is he? No. No, but he's there. He's, he's... What, what do you mean? Like, is he just walking around in, like, a robe eating Cheetos? Like, what do you mean he's there? He's just like, hey, I'm Mark Summers. I used to do this show. Well, he doesn't have Cheetos. <laughs> but, no, he is, he is, he is walking <laughs> around. Uh, he might as well be wearing a robe. But he's basically doing the announcer part now. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, he's just... Do you think that is because they were like, look, man, we want you to be back, but you're just... You don't look as good as you used to. I think it's because he, guy, think it's he doesn't want to touch the slime anymore. Yeah, he's very uh, OCD. Oh, so was he he was the one that was like, look, I'll do the show, exactly. but just put me in a glass case. Yeah, <laughs> perhaps. And he's probably getting the same amount of money as it was before, just not doing anything, you know, to... Yeah, he's a genius, basically, exactly. is what you're saying. Exactly. Lo- right. I love you, Mark Summers. <laughs> You turned around quickly. Yeah, sorry about everything I said. <laughs> so yeah, anyways, Mickey Mouse Capade. I, rem- yeah. I mean, I remember it. I, I love this game as a kid. I played it quite a bit as a kid, but like Gary, I never made it past the third level, which beyond that, I think there's only like one more or two, maybe two levels after that. There's five levels in total. Yeah. Yeah. So I, got- I never even made it to Pete, which I think is the fourth, which yeah. is weird because normally he's the main villain in the Mickey Mouse games, yep. but he's secondary in this one. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I remember seeing him in the uh, walkthrough that I watched on. The, and for that level, you're on a ship, which makes sense because uh-huh. the cover shows Pete and everything. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the, the cover is so misleading, man. You really wanted to play this game when you when you saw that cover. It's true. It's one of the best Disney game covers while being one of the worst Disney games. Yeah. Whereas like most of the other covers are kind of average, but the games are incredible. It's it's a weird flip flop. Yeah. And weird thing is, IGN gave us a rating, um, the 86th greatest NES game of all time, which is very odd. That's, yeah, I'm not it's sure about it's that. Mickey. It's just because it's Mickey Maybe. Mouse and people have such a, a love for Mickey. I guarantee that's what it is. It's the mascot. It has to be. Yeah, and the cover. Well, yeah, the cover art definitely is. <laughs> hey, this looks cool. Let's, uh, let's put this in the list. Are you kidding me? It's number one for cover art. It's way better. <laughs> it's way better than the first Mega Man cover art. But... It's, uh... I, I disagree. It's not number one. <laughs> Maybe better than Mega Man, but it is not number no, it's one. Not, it's not. I'm kidding. But it's... It, so I love most of the Disney games, especially the Mickey games that came out. And the ones for the Super Nintendo and Sega Genesis were all really good. But this was about the only Mickey game for the NES that I can think of. So mm-hmm. maybe it wins by default because of that. I don't know. Maybe I don't know. I just think IGN is IGN is questionable, especially nowadays. Have you heard about what happened um, just recently with one of the reviewers copying 
a YouTuber's review word for word. Really? Yes. And it's a video Ooh. review. And this guy goes back and forth showing his review versus IGN. And it's word for word. It's so weird. Wow. So they could have done the same thing yeah. for this top 100 list. You know what I mean? Just picked based on other people's reviews, other people's like, even like we said, even the cover art could have given this 86 best. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I So here's here's where I'm going to take the side of IGN. They're a, a pretty large company. And I get like, I don't know how that fell through the cracks, but I'm sure, I, I can't remember who the guy was that did it. Um but I'm, he's probably not there now. Right. Um, the guy that I just, the I, guy that I just mentioned. Yeah, I'm reading it right now. It says former IGN editor. So yep, he's not there anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So what what was his name? Do you know? Uh, Philip Muchian or something. Okay. Yeah, that's weird because I've like actually li- now I question all of my reality. I've Seriously, I mean, I, I will send you guys a link. I'll even include it in the show notes because this guy. It was it was 100. percent Mason. Yeah, that's yeah. crazy. It was exactly hmm. the same as this guy's review, and it's not like the YouTuber that he copied from was a no name. He had some, you know, loyal, you know, following. That's kind of crazy. Well, I will I will say this that I love IGN. I think that Damon Hatfield is awesome. Brian Altano is my dude. I love listening to those guys. Uh, and even the guys that used to be do IGN podcast that now started uh, kind of yeah. funny. Yeah. I don't know if you guys ever look into that, but um, and then they had a split uh, a while back too, where because Greg and Colin left IGN, started their own business, and then Colin made some weird uh, jokes, I guess, on Twitter that not everybody agreed with, and he left the company. Uh, Twitter's bad. Twitter yeah, bad. I agree. <laughs> stay off, stay off Twitter and, <laughs> yeah. and YouTube, obviously. Wait, no, no. Everybody, go to Twitter right now. Go to Saturday Morning <laughs> Rewind. Go to YouTube. Watch all of our videos. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. To wrap this up, I still like this game. I mean, I want to love it. I still like it. It's kind of enjoyable. The music. I don't think I can play the music. Here's some of the music right here. I'm gonna say that it is one of not the, as good. It's, it's one of the worst, most repetitive NES music ever, honestly. So maybe yeah. that has to do with maybe some of my dislike towards the game. I don't know. But I guess we have to also give it some leeway, right? Because it's one of the earlier Nintendo games. So yeah. I don't know. I'm just I'm trying to play devil's advocate. I don't like <laughs> do it either. But... Do you guys? Do you guys remember that one time that we were talking and you guys made fun of Strider's uh, audio? <laughs> do you remember that time? Yeah. Yeah, well, this is way worse, so take that. Yeah, I'll give you that one. I'll give you that one. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so this is the time where we talk about next month, about how what game, how what game, you know, guys? How what game? How what? How we're what gonna, game? Hold, hold on, hold on. Before you get to that, I want to just mention one more thing about Mickey Mouse Capade. We don't have the time. Sorry, Gary. Well, uh, thanks, it's, Gary. It's been it's, great. Hey, Tim, what's right, your name? So if you crack open the cartridge, inside oh. of the cartridge, there's actually a hidden Mickey. No. I've never heard of that before. Are you I think kidding that's me? the coolest thing ever. No, you're kidding me, right? I'm not. Do you want me to find out? Because I have it. I have a physical copy here in my office. Do you want me to open it up and find out? If you want to. I oh, mean, you can also so Google tempting. search it. It's so tempting. Do you have, I mean, what kind of uh, hidden Mickey is it? What is it? 
It's just a little gold button, basically, that kind of has his ears in his face. All right, I need to, I need to find this game. Hold on, guys. You guys talk amongst yourself. I'm going to leave my office and find it in my other office. This is this is dangerous. Leaving us to run the show? This has only happened once before. Yeah, well, I guess what? All right, guys, listen. Now that Tim's gone, I need you guys to listen up real close. Me and Gary are going to start our own podcast. <laughs> right? <laughs> it's going to be called Saturday Late Morning <sighs> Rewind. All right. right. All right. I'm oh, hey, Tim. Nothing. <laughs> I don't know Saturday. how to open it, though. I don't have any tools to open it. Should I just crack it open because I don't like the game anymore? I, I mean, you. I, like I said, you could Google search it. I don't want to Google search it. People can fake Google search. Do it. Wait. I would. Man, I wish. Turn your turn your video on so we could watch you do it. I don't have my. I, <laughs> I want to see this. I don't have the webcam hooked up. Hold on. Let me try to. You were just. You were ill prepared for this podcast. Hold on. Hold I mean, on. This is ridiculous. I think I can try. <laughs> I, can, I think I can try to get it open without breaking it completely. He's not really opening it. That's why he's not going to show us the video, no, Gary. He's no, not really doing I'm it. I'm going to do it. I hope this is the same on all copies and that you're not just destroying your cartridge <laughs> for no reason. Oh, that'd be awesome. <laughs> I don't know if I can get Hey, it. by the way, Gary was kidding. <laughs> I need a screwdriver. There's no drinking on this podcast. Are you sure? <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't have a screwdriver anywhere. I don't think I can get this thing open. All right, I don't see anything. Nothing's. I mean, is it like loose? Is it? No, it's just like it's actually built into the chip, basically. <sighs> We're gonna. I can, I'm gonna take your word for it because I don't want to break it. Break because I still do play the game. Yeah, I just. I don't. I don't. I don't think it's true. I know. <laughs> like, well, I mean, how much money do you think it would cost for them to do that for like all those games? Well, I mean, I don't know if they use the. I don't know how they make these things, but I can imagine that if they do it once, like it's an additional cost for one item, you know, for one copy, and then they just kind of copy that the rest of the way through. Yeah, I can't. I mean, I I'm looking at videos of it or a picture of it right now. Right. And I I don't think that's a that's a mouse. I think it's a lie. (laughs) Somebody's 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 lied to you. (laughs) Oh wait, here's a different picture. Okay, yeah. If that's legit, then, I mean, yeah. All right, I'll take your word for it now until I debunk it later. <laughs> Fair enough. So take, make sure to follow us on social media. Us. Follow social media. I will let you guys know if I get this thing open. <laughs> yeah, why don't you post it on uh, Saturday Morning Rewind at Facebook? Do it. I'll do that. And as of next month, what are we going to pick? Does Batman Returns count? Yes. Yeah. Okay. I'll choose Batman Returns. Okay, I, I choose Home Alone for NES. All right, I will go with Batman Returns for NES because technically that is a Christmas game. Oh, you know, there was a Die Hard game too, wasn't there? Oh, wait a second. Uh, dibs. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you take Die Hard. Yeah. Oh, no, oh, there's man. also a Gremlins game, isn't there? Yes, uh, there. Well, dibs. Gremlins 2. Dibs. <laughs> oh, Gremlins 2 is not Christmas, though. No. I never played the Die Hard game. I'm looking at a picture of it. It looks like they just ripped off Metal Gear Solid. <laughs> Sweet. Wait, okay. was there one for Nintendo? 
Yeah, there's a Die Hard yeah. NES game. Yeah. Wow. I only knew about Die Hard Trilogy. Yeah. Well, looks like we're going to find out <laughs> what this game's all about, all fellas. Right. So I choose Home Alone, and you're taking Die Hard. I, I, that's going to be a cool episode, I think, because I don't think I played... I, I played Die Hard a little bit, but it's been like 30 years, and I haven't... I've no, I don't think I've ever played Home Alone before. Yeah, so it's either going to be a great episode or not. <laughs> it's going to be a seasonal one, which is going to be great because right now I'm kind of hot in my office. And I have something uh, that I'll probably submit as well, so keep an ear out for that. Sweet. So in the meanwhile, we'll see you guys next time. Game over, man. <laughs>